Good morning, Trinity Lutheran Church. Nice to see you. Hi there. Glad you're here this morning on this Pentecost Sunday talking about people young and old and in between and all kinds of stuff. Um, you are most welcome here, all you people online. Glad to see you out there. Actually, we can't see you, but you can see us. Glad to have you with us. Uh, we're going to start with a song called Part of the Family uh, by Jim Manley, uh, an Australian guy. And... Um, there's a refrain that will show up on the wall for you to sing with us, all right? So be ready for that and sing along, part of the family. Welcome to Trinity. So share in the laughter and cry in the pain, for you are a part of the family. God is with us in this place, like a mother's warm embrace. We're all forgiven by God's grace, for we are a part of the family. to be shared in the bread and the wine. We are the branches, Christ is the vine. This is God's temple, it's not yours or mine, but we are a part of the family. There's rest for the weary and health for us all. There's a yoke that's easy and a burden that's small. So come in and worship and answer the call, for we are a part of the family. Come in, come in and sit down. Good morning. We are a part of a family. Thank you for being here where the family gathers on Sunday morning. And thank to all those online who are visiting with us this morning, worshiping with us. We have room here. Come see us some Sunday morning. We have room here in the sanctuary. Uh, it's good to be together. Thanks to our musicians for being with us this morning and always. Uh, thanks to the altar guild who have set the table. 
a table where you are all invited always to come forward to receive the bread and wine. And uh, thank you for being here. The order of service, you find printed in your bulletin. Everything will be projected for you as well. If it's comfortable, I'd invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gathering hymn is a call and response. Come, let us worship God. We sing the white parts. Come, let us worship God. Come, let us worship God. a song prayer, Curie, Eleison, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy on us.
Our hymn of praise is a prayer as well. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Lord God, may our eyes be open, open to the blessings of this day. May our hearts be accessible to your Holy Spirit. May our worship be pleasing to you, and may our lives be returned to you, marked by thankfulness, praise, and service to neighbor. We pray in thanksgiving. We pray in Jesus' name. Please be seated. On the 11th Sunday after Pentecost, this is a reading from the 12th chapter of Hebrews. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. 
This is a song about mothers. I'm singing it today for Sarah, Nora, Helen, Vivian, and Brenda, and all of those who give motherly care. Remember me beautiful. I thought that woman would live forever. I guess I grew up, but I swear she never grew old. Sometimes I put on her favorite sweater. Most 
Beautiful Chris, thank you, getting us all crying here on uh, Sunday morning. Uh, that is a beautiful song. Thank you so much. And Chris has a birthday this week. She's sharing with us on this, her birthday week. Thank you so much. Reading now our gospel text chosen by Pastor Jerry for this morning from the second chapter of the Gospel of Luke. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought the infant Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher. She was of great age having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Israel, of Jerusalem, the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Turn over now to my friend, mentor, TLC member, and uh, ELCA Lutheran pastor, Jerry O'Neill. Jerry. What a joy to do ukulele today, huh? Oh my goodness, it's just so fun, and happy birthday. Agent of Sajan, Agent of Sajan, slowing but growing by voice of wisdom without within, knowing and showing the splendor of growing old begins, and I see my later life through brand new lens. Agent of Sajan. Agent of Sajan. Yeah. Work 
shrinking, not shirking. I'm mining for gold, my treasure chest. Grouping, not cooping. I'm living my life for fruitfulness, and I want to give my best for all the rest. Wahoo, do 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 do. Wahoo, do 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 do. Amazing how brazen the life I can live that grace affords. Surprise, new life rising. Not this for that, no keeping score. Great joy both now and evermore. Totally be wow. Yes, everything now. Totally be wow. To totally wow wow. Bearing and sharing the fruits of wisdom, my soul commends. Reflecting, co-directing the flow of life that never ends. And I see both life and death as best of friends. Wahoo, do, 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 da, do. Wahoo, do, 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 do. Wahoo, do, 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 do. Wahoo. <laughs> oh, it's so good to laugh and to move around like kids in the midst of us, all, many of us, all of us really, growing older. Huh? Yeah. To take on that childlike playfulness can be so life-giving. The ook has helped me do that. Yeah. Lord knows there's plenty to keep us plenty serious and growing glum from time to time. So I'm all in for the call to lightheartedness and the childlike faith that Jesus preached for the fullness of life. And I'm here today to invite you to consider joining the parade. I think the joy of laughing and playing like a child again is at the heart of the story of Simeon and Anna in the second chapter of Luke we've heard read. There we find two faithful and wise elders who with great joy beheld the holiness of the child Mary and Joseph brought to the temple in Jerusalem for the rite of purification. They, I'll say that a lot more about this in just a few minutes, but I just want to give you a little background to this fun song that I, I just sang. I wrote Agent to Sajin four years ago after I had read again uh, Rabbi Salman Shakhtar Shalomi's seminal book, Aging from Aging to Saging. I was newly retired. I had just come back from attending a, a Saging International Conference in Minneapolis where I witnessed a whole bunch of spirited, enlightened elders gathered to gain a greater sense of what one's older years have to offer. They were poised to grow into the fullness of later life. They were intent to find their joyful voice as conscious elders and to bear fruits of the Spirit for the benefit of the world, for the next generation, and for them to enjoy as well. So I came back from that conference super excited. And this and a host of other songs and poems came to me over the next few years as I prepared for a deliberate rite of passage from my working years as a parish pastor into the new stage of spiritual growth and ministry in, for Christ that I'm currently in. My book, Called to Be Alive, which includes the songs and uh, I sing and a poem that I'm going to recite in just a, a moment, 
um, was published. It serves as a, uh, a witness to the promptings of Christ in my later life. And in part, this book is my answer to God's call to be who I am in later life, committed to simply do what I love to do. And I've come to realize I really like to play ukulele, and I like to sing songs, and I like to write poetry and share it. Um, and that's really fun. And I like to do it um, not only for my own enjoyment, but to encourage others to do the same in their own way, find ways to express themselves in a joyful manner uh, in their later years. So now, interestingly enough, as soon as I finished publishing this book, I've come to realize that I have another book to write. And this one has to do with becoming more fully aware of the inner child in me, which is the child of God that was given to me from my conception. And I know that it's been a reality all through my years, but it seems like in my later life, I really feel all the more in a position to be able to newly embrace this reality that I am a child of God. What does that mean for me in my 70s uh, and for as many days as I still have on this earth? What does it mean? So I think I'll entitle this book that's coming up next just simply Child Alive. Child Alive. What do you think? Yeah? Child Alive. Yeah. So now, with this personal testimony said, let's look at a, take a closer look at the story of Simeon and Anna. On the day they beheld the child of God, Mary and Joseph dutifully brought to the temple. We're told, now in their older years, that the Spirit of God rested on both Simeon and Anna. They had, for a long, long time, eagerly awaited the age-old promise of a new and intimate relationship with God and all creation through the birth of a child. And think Isaiah, no, think, uh, yeah, and think Isaiah, the seventh chapter, the 14th verse, it reads, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, God with us. So by the spirited promise of God, they knew in the depths of their being that a child would come into the world and into their awareness, able to restore them and all people unto a joy and peace and harmony with God they were intended to have. And indeed, it came to pass with the presentation of Jesus at the temple. Having pretty much seen it all over the years, Simeon and Anna gazed upon the Christ child and their tired old eyes were opened to, and made clear to see the way, the truth, the life intent for them and all people. They could see in Jesus a light illuminating the innocent and precious child of God that is born in them and in everyone. And as conscious spiritual, spiritually mature elders in the community, Simeon and Anna were immediately aware and ready to share their take on this life-transforming significance of the child being presented in the temple on that day. I paused and pondered the meaning of this event as I consider the, continu the completion of my own life. Uh, and, you know, 
I've come to believe that Simeon and Anna are among those in the great cloud of witnesses we read about in the 12th chapter of Hebrews. People who are helping in the, in the realm of spirit, people who are helping me see what God sees in me. Yeah, and I think that they're among the folks who helped me write this poem that I want to share with you at this time called In a Now Deep Sense of Belonging. Word is out. A child has come. And the child in us is born. From this now deep sense of belonging comes the joyous gift of being. In love's vast blast, attention is given to the young and the old, least lost and last. With flow of divine favor and by inclusive call, I am, capital I, capital A, I am in me enlivened to love and care for all. The story of the Christ child stirs the child in us with a burst of joyful astonishment at how uh, our own miraculous existence has come to be and the purpose of our being in the world. It's important to note how busy Mary and Joseph were probably at this time when they brought Jesus into the temple while Simeon and Anna were experiencing this momentous and life-fulfilling encounter with the baby Jesus, we can be pretty sure they were busy with the details of the service they were about to participate in, buying, you know, sacrifices and all of this that we hear about in the passage from Luke. Mary and Joseph were, were preoccupied, probably, uh, and it was just a few weeks ago, we can imagine, uh, what this was like for Mary and, and Joseph because just a few weeks ago, many of us were in this sanctuary when we witnessed Pastor Jim and parents of a very lively child uh, trying to their best to tend to the details of the service while still observing the holiness of the event. Thank God many of us were here to witness that baptism because I'm pretty sure for some are gathered around that baptismal font uh, it was something of a blur. Hmm? One sure benefit of the story of Simeon and Anna for us today is the marvelous way these elders help us see the innocent Christ child in us and others around us. By the Spirit of God, in the blink of an eye, our inner child and the Christ child are made one. And thankfully, we have folks around us that remind us of this joyful reality. Certainly by their example, all of us in our older years are encouraged to be spiritually mature, conscious elders, present for those around us, helping others, young and old, behold the child of God in them. As conscious elders, Simeon and Anna are at the very least able to instill some peace and calm for the frazzled parents helping them catch, if but a glimpse, the wonder and saving grace of God in the moment. What's more, as the parents may well have been distracted by a lot of things, 
we see Simeon step up and simply take the child in his arms and bless him. In other words, Simeon, in the wisdom and grace of his years, was uniquely able to set aside all else going on to first and foremost recognize, honor, and praise the child of God in their midst. As spiritually mature elders, Simeon and Anna were able to reflect what God sees in Jesus. Elders are known to be doing, able to do that remarkable thing. Spiritually mature elders have the gift to be a mirror in which others can see themselves as God sees them. And what do they see? Child of God in each one of us. Having spiritually mature elders around is important to see that this reality really takes hold because there's a lot that distracts us. Which leads me to ask a few questions. Who are the elders who have helped you see the loving presence of God in your life? Who were they at your baptism? What other passages in life were enlightened and enlivened by the presence of spiritually mature elders? Who are the wise elders present for you today as you write the next chapter of your life? Who are the elders today in your life who by their peaceful presence and their word and example are encouraging you to experience the love of that heavenly parent we hear about in 1 John 3? See what love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. Maybe you could say that with me. See what love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. Elders have the power to communicate this truth perhaps more than anyone else and I'm so grateful that we have Simeons and Annas in our TLC community. You may be one of them. Truth be told, all of us are called to be spiritually alive in our later years. And while the importance of having mature, conscious elders in our midst cannot be emphasized enough, it is also true that with the ongoing discovery of God's child within us, there is great joy there is great fun and lightheartedness to be shared with people of all ages, even and perhaps especially those who experience the older, uh, the, the, where the experience of older age is uh, perhaps weighing heavily on them. I'd like to have you picture this as the words of the 23rd Psalm help us to, to see clearly in our mind's eye while accepting with grace whatever comes with aging, you and I, in the depths of our soul, are and will forever be seen as a beloved, laughing, lighthearted child of God, carried through this life to the next on the shoulders of the Good Shepherd.
Oh Lord, you are my shepherd. You give me everything that I need. You lead me to lie down, to lie down in peaceful fields of green. You guide beside still waters. You restore my soul. Your word is heard, and I catch my breath. You comfort me on my way. Oh, may I never stray. Even though I walk, even though I walk in the darkest darkness, I will not fear. I will not fear, for you are with me. You gift and lift with daily bread. You anoint my head. You thrill and fill my heart with joy. Blessings overflow. Even with my foes, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For the Lord is our shepherd, a royal friend indeed. Yes, the Lord is our shepherd. He gives you, he gives me, he gives us all the things that we need. All the things that we need. Alleluia, Alleluia.
You Thank you, Pastor Jerry. Uh, I uh, invite you to stand uh, if it's comfortable. We're singing our hymn of the day, Children of the Heavenly Father. prayers now to God. Uh, each of the marks going to lead us in the petitions. Each petition will end uh, through your grace and our response. Grant us your peace. God, as members of your family, we gather before you to pray for the church, the world, and all in need. All creation longs for healing and restoration. Protect birds and their nests, fields full of crops, the seas and the fish that swim in them. Support those who protect us from the natural results of our decisions and guide us to make wise choices as we look to the future of this world. Through your grace, Grant us your peace. You have revealed your love for people overlooked and cast aside, sending your Son to be born among the humble and poor. Shine the light of understanding on your church on earth. Bind us together as we welcome all and share your love with the world. Through your grace, grant us your peace. Raise up just and wise servant leaders among us. We give thanks for the wisdom of the elders in the body of Christ. Let each person, old, young, or in between, be led to find their best place of service in your world. Guide all who lead to discern what is right, honorable, and just, and to do what is good. Let us always keep your way of humility, 
love and justice at the center of all we do. Through your grace, grant us your peace. Let the truth of your word grow beyond us to expand your boundless love to those around us. We remember those who are ill or frail and all who grieve the loss of loved ones, especially the families of Roy Billings and Brenda Kidd. And rejoice with all who celebrate renewal, new love, and new life in our midst. Through your grace, grant us your peace. Into your hands, we place all of our prayers, spoken and unspoken, trusting in the mercy of Christ, our Savior. Amen. 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 The peace of the Lord be with you. Please share a sign of peace and greeting with one another. Thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing in that greeting of peace. It's joyful, is it not, to be together and uh, as we are somewhat, at least coming out of this pandemic, to be together again as God's people and uh, be able to share those greetings after the service. Come on over to the gym. Uh, coffee, cookies, opportunity for fellowship. You can also take those uh, goodies right out into the courtyard and there's the other side of the stained glass window, a beautiful spot uh, to have some coffee as well. Um, we are moving towards, uh, I hate to say it, but the month of September, uh, but uh, summer's not over, but uh, we are moving towards fall and rally day. We've got flyers out on the table. If you didn't get one last week, they're out on the tables in the narthex telling you about fall programming and all the, a lot of the things that are going on in our parish. So we really encourage you to, to pick up one of those. Uh, and get involved at your church. We're going to try to re-energize and get everybody going this fall as all of our programming will be picked up. Uh, also out in the narthex, you're going to see a couple checks out there. Uh, one, one gives you an idea of the benevolent giving we've had for the year uh, as a congregation. Uh, as of uh, this week, you have given away outside of our parish $420,000 so far this year. It's a lot of money. Um, and, um, and this week, we, we moved over $100,000 going to the Ukraine to help refugees in the Ukraine so, uh, and in Eastern Europe. So thank you for that as, as well. 
The altar flowers behind me here are for Jim and Kathy Rogers. Jim and Kathy were waving at me, where are you? There, they're over here. And they both have birthdays this month. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that. Another birthday, not to trump you, but another birthday would be, Rudy, you're going to have a birthday this week, right? 92? 92 years old this week. Um, so I got to tell you, Rudy and his wife Marilyn, his dear wife Marilyn, they came to us in 1993, joined the church in, at least in June of 1993, been with us ever since. He's been on our finance committee. And this is Rudy's last Sunday, maybe, maybe one more. Uh, but he's moving to Burlington, and uh, he's got a birthday this week. And you are one of our honored elders, uh, Rudy, mm -hmm. and uh, our love to you as you move to Burlington. Uh, but we're going to keep your spot right there, your assigned seat, and we hope we see you uh, on occasion. Also, Ron and Carol Melver, Pastor Ron right there, and Carol, uh, this is their last Sunday. They're moving to Tacoma. Carol played, was our organist for many years. Uh, Ron has done everything around here, including preach and teach, uh, life in the, of ministry, and uh, this is a hard part about being a community together, and, uh, but saying goodbye. And so we just wish the richest blessings to the three of you. And uh, this is always home for you. And you can always watch us online, and we'll always welcome you home when you come back. So uh, our love to all of you as well. I'm going to call him Deacon Amy. Carl, do you have something as she's coming up? I do. Um, this Wednesday, choir, 6 o'clock. We're going to meet, talk, and sing a little bit. And then uh, if you have missed your weekly dose of Ron Russell playing bass, you notice he's not there. You did notice that. Um, you can go down to Tilf Market. He's down there playing at Tilf for the next um, three hours. He'll be down there until about 2.30. So go see Ron. Say hi. Okay. All right. Good morning. So we have a new flyer out on the table in the narthex. This has all of the children, youth, and family events that are planned for the fall. Everything from Sunday school, confirmation, youth groups, service activities, and family time. Lots of great things coming up. So do check this out and take this home if you have any uh, interest in that. And um, please note also that we're looking for help with some of these programs. So if you would like to help out in any way, come and talk with me if you're curious about what goes on and where you might fit in. I would love to chat with you. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you, Deacon Amy. Uh, I hope you're going paddleboarding this afternoon. I hope you're going to the beach this afternoon. I hope you're gardening or golfing or, well, probably not that, but whatever. It's something that will give you joy, not golfing. Um, so uh, do something that gives you joy today, but then tonight you can come back here. 7 o'clock, Jerry's going to be in concert right up here. He's going to be strumming and singing, and then after that we're going to have an ice cream social in the gym. 7 o'clock, no tickets needed. Bring your neighbors and uh, come back tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, if you would do that. Okay, we are transitioning uh, towards the meal, towards uh, the Lord's Supper, this feast of victory of our God. And before we move to the table, what you need to know about communion here at Trinity Lutheran Church is it doesn't matter where you've been or haven't been in your life, you're welcome here. Doesn't matter if you've never worshiped with the Lutherans or if you've never worshiped before. If you desire to meet Jesus in the bread and wine and hear words of grace, then you are always welcome at this table. Because you see the table, it doesn't belong to the Lutherans. We own nothing here. Jesus is the host. We work for him. And he has said, invite them to come. So you are invited always by the invitation of Jesus. If it's comfortable, as we move to the table, I would invite you to stand. Gathered now at this table, 
that will welcome Christians of a variety of colors and denominations in all nations of the world this day. We remember another scene 2,000 years ago. It was a Thursday night in an upper room in Jerusalem. It was Holy Week. Jesus was gathered there with his disciples, those who were about to betray him. And as he was gathered with them, he took the bread and he gave thanks. He broke it and gave it to the disciples, each one, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the forgiveness of sins. Do this for the remembrance of me. And then again after supper, he took the cup and he gave thanks. He gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. As often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, Jesus Christ has promised to be present with us. In that confidence now, let us pray together as he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy These are the gifts of God for you, the people of God. The ushers will help you to come down the center aisle. At that center aisle, you hold out your hand to receive the body of Christ. Hold on to it momentarily. Then you can dip it and tinct it into the chalice of your choice, the first chalice of wine, the second chalice of grape juice. You're all welcome. Please come.
Let our hearts not be hardened to those living on the margins. There is room at the table for everyone. This is where it all begins. This is how we gather in. There is room at the table for everyone. To This is how it all begins. There is room at the table for everyone. There is room for us all, and no gift is too small. There is room at the table for everyone. There's enough if we share. Come on, pull up a chair. There is room at the table for everyone. There is room at the table for everyone Here and now we can be the beloved community There is room at the table for everyone There is room for us all And no gift is too small There is room at the table for everyone There's enough There is room at the table for everyone. There is room for us all, and no gift is too small. There is room at the table for Come on, pull up a chair. There is room at the table for everyone. Let our hearts not be hardened by those living on the margins. There is room at the table for everyone. Room at the table, this is how we gather in. Room at the table.
Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you now and always in God's peace. Amen. Amen. Fed and forgiven. Fed and forgiven at this table. You'll now leave this sanctuary, this place of worship, to go out those doors to find your own place of ministry and service. And as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our sending hymn, we are called.
Oh, 